What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Struggles of a Procrastinator, baby, episode four. So, tonight's episode is going to be sweet, short, and to the point. Because I don't know why I've always ended up recording these like at one in the morning when it's already like super late and I'm tired. So, yeah. Bear with me. I need to start doing them in the day. Maybe I'll sound more awake. Because right now I sound dead. And in all my other podcasts, I was listening to them the other day. I sound dead. Like dead asleep. Okay. So I don't know if you guys remember. But on last episode, I said that... I was going through it that I, I had a big announcement the next day, like a big a big thing going on the next day, and I didn't say what it was until it was for real, right? And so it happened. That's why it took so long between that episode and this episode, because it happened, you know? I... I fucking got accepted to my master's in Northeastern University in Enterprise Intelligence and Artificial Intelligence. So, yeah, man. It fucking happened, and I'm ecstatic. I'm already taking classes. I already started this Monday, and I've already had to submit two discussions, an essay today, answer to, like, three more discussions, and, like, in order to, like, answer to those discussions, you have to read, like, hella fucking, hella fucking papers, bro. Papers, books, cases, everything. So, yeah. It's been fun. It's been a fun week so far. Uh, a lot of crazy shit on the news this week. A lot of shit going on. I said that I was always going to try and, like, take politics of the thing, but, man, oh, man. What the fuck? And I'm not talking about, like, U.S. country politics. I'm talking about Puerto Rico politics. Holy shit. So, they got, like, I think it was this week. Earlier this week or last week. Earlier this week. Dude, they caught this fucking bitch. That worked for the education system, man, in Puerto Rico. Like, the head of the education system or some shit like that. She's, like, a trusted... She's in, like, a trusted position. You know, like, the governor has to appoint you to that position. So, yeah, she's in that, in the in the education system, bro. And she was working with this, like, uh, agency that had governmental contracts... For like fifty five million, bro, and she scooped a couple milli from from that pack. I don't know exactly how many million she scooped, but she scooped enough, man. She scooped enough. So the FBI fucking raided her, bro, and caught her ass. The bitch had quit like two months ago or something like that. A couple, she quit a little while ago, and then they caught her in Washington, bro. They caught her ass in fucking Washington. Like, what the fuck? Dude. Fucking hilarious, bro. And 
then with her, like six more people went down. And just as that was happening, the governor wasn't like vacation, bro. This week, the government was in vacation. What a fucking timing, right? To leave on vacation. Yeah, right. Motherfucker had an insider, bro, or something. So then, bro, he says, oh, I'm returning back from my vacation right away, whatever. He goes back there, bro. And I chat from one of his fucking chat applications. I don't know which one it was. Dude, it fucking goes public, man. Like, there's actual screenshots of it, like, being released, bro. And holy shit, bro. This guy was talking, like, ah, like, this newscaster girl or whatever, like, uh, I don't know how what the word is. News anchor? News anchor, yeah. A news anchor from Puerto Rico. Bro, he was saying how he would fuck her doggy style. The governor, mind you. How another bitch had, like, big titties and shit. And it came out public, bro. His wife is still in the fucking country they were in vacation in. She's like, nah, bro, I ain't going back to Puerto Rico. You stay over there. Because all this shit got released, bro. And his wife, like, god damn. So now they're making, like, hella fucking memes. They're like, how to lose the government and your wife in 15 seconds. And shit like that, bro. And it's fucking hilarious. It's just a fucking clusterfuck, man. And he said that he's not going to quit even after this. Yeah, that motherfucker needs to quit, bro. He's a fucking running joke now. Like, he's legit a joke. And, dude, it will be the first time in Puerto Rico's history that a governor quits. First time. First fucking time that a governor, like, has to quit, bro. But then I'm thinking, like, you know what? Like, if he quits because of that, he's a pussy. He is. He is. Look at fucking Bill Clinton, bro. Bill Clinton was not only talking about who he would fuck or whatever. He was actually doing it. Like, that caught his ass like someone sucking his dick. And, like, that's when he had to quit. Like, yeah, he he got whatever. Like, I think he got fired or whatever. Like, they took his presidency out. Yeah, but the people loved fucking Bill Clinton, bro. He's still cool as fuck with the people. Like, he still goes around, hey, people, what's good? What's good? How's everybody doing? But, yeah, man, this guy is just talking about it. If he quits, he's a pussy. They would have to fire you. They would have to fire you. I don't care. He hasn't done anything. He's just talking about it. He hasn't actually like done any of the things that he said. I don't know. But he's also a dumbass. Like he's also done really bad for the country, so hope he fucking quits. Yeah, I just need to get that out of my chest, guys. So that's what's up with the fucking with the government in Puerto Rico, man. But now to something way more important. The fucking MBA. So, these last month in the MBA has been fucking insane, bro. Insane. Fucking crazy. Like, 
What the fuck? And it just looks like it's going to be fucking like a crazy ass season. Like a super crazy season. It just looks like that's what's going to happen. Okay? So let's start, motherfuckers. Miami Heat. Wacky four-team fake trade to become best squad in the East. Oh, before we start with the news. Let's have a little break for our for our sponsors. For this episode, for this week's episode. And... The fuck was that? There was just a creepy ass noise in my house. Let me go check that shit. I'll be right back. This week's this week's ad is brought to you by Plumbus. Now, you may be asking yourself, what the fuck is a Plumbus, right? And what do we say to that? A Plumbus is a device that you need. A Plumbus will desire will give you all your desires and not only will it give you all your desires it will also make your dreams come true hell yeah it is like a rainbow mixed with a unicorn mixed with a platypus mixed with like a ranging cheetah from the north like a snow leopard or something Mixed with a butthole is the best and it's what everybody could ask and more. Now, use your code PROCRASTINATOR to get a 15% off when you order a Plumbus. And with that, with one order of a Plumbus, you can also get a fucking 30% discount on the Plumbus. That's right. You buy one, you get a 15% discount. The second one has a 30%. Not only that, listeners. Not only that. If you buy it right now. I'm talking about right now, right now. If you buy it right now. You will have the amazing opportunity to buy yourself for free. So you're not buying it yourself. To get for free with the purchase of your first Plumbus. And you become a monthly membership to change the plumbitis of it. You will get a tratezoid. That's fucking right. A motherfucking free tratezoid. I said that. What's good? A tratezoid. The device that everybody knows to be the number one key handler in the world. You just insert your key and it goes like... And then you just ask for it and it goes like. It's the number one key handler in the world. (laughs) I don't remember what the fuck the name is again that I said. And with that. Welcome to Struggles of a Procrastinator, motherfuckers. Struggles. Procrastinator struggles of a procrastinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You see me every day trying to work, work, work. But what I do instead procrastinate, eight, eight. That's right, procrastinate, that's right. Struggling, that's right. Procrastinate, that's right. I'm struggling, that's right. Welcome back to Struggles of Procrastinator, everybody. Let's go back to the NBA. Yo. So as I was reading, right? Miami Heat, wacky 14 trade to become best squad in the East, bro. Bro, it's already crazy enough that we got fucking Jimmy Butler, bro. You know what that means? That means I'm going to go fucking see Jimmy Butler play. That's what that fucking means. That is what that fucking means. The Miami Heave, Heave, the Miami Heat have pulled off the Houdini Act this offseason by acquiring Jimmy Butler. Fuck yeah. Via four-team sign at the trade of the Philadelphia Portland Trailblazers and the Los Angeles Clippers. But according to every media outlet, they're not finished yet. Now that we've all had all that we've all had a taste. We're wanting to see if Heat Team President Pat Riley can pull off the David Blaine Act next. Let's see. After the dust settles from all the free agent action in the Brooklyn Nets by David Copperfield, I mean Sean Marks, the rest of the NBA has turned aside to the Miami Heat, thinking surely they didn't sign Jimmy Butler for him to run it solo. This summer, the Heat have been linked to John Wall, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and now Kevin Love. It's getting a bit difficult after Riley missed out on Westbrook for refusing to include Bauman DeAya and Tyler Harrow in the deal with Oklahoma City. Most of Heat Nation knows the media just wants to see Miami wheeling and dealing, forgetting that Chris Paul makes a shit ton of money. Let's just take a ship of the national media Kool-Aid for this one. Dive in head first and see just how far the rabbit hole goes. Strap in. Keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times, motherfucker. The Miami Heat are sure to become a contender. Yo, fuck the Heat. I ain't liking that much. The term of the deal. Oh, shit. We're going to break down a blockbuster four-team fake trade that could happen between the Miami Heat, the OKC, and Cleveland Cavs. Oh, shit. And the Wizards. The term of the deal. Miami Heat receives Chris Paul, Kevin Love, and fucking Bradley Beal. That'll be crazy. That'll be crazy. Dude, Bradley Beal is an amazing fucking player with fucking Chris Paul and the point guard. Then we got fucking Jimmy Butler on the shooting guard, Kevin Love on the fucking four. Dude, uh, White House on the center, just looking at people play. Oh, shit. And they would also receive the Heat's 2021st round pick from the OKC. 
Oh shit. Yeah, they're always trying to play the fucking Cavaliers, bro. Cavaliers receive Justin's Winslow. He's good, but it's whatever. Kelly Olinick. I don't know who the fuck that is. And Dion Waiters. He's good. And Janty Mateen. Don't know who the fuck that is. And 2020 second round pick from the Wizards. Then the Wizards receive J.R. Smith, baby. Back in this bitch. Back in this fucking bitch. Then, J.R. Smith, Goran Dragic, James Johnson, and Duncan Robinson. And 2020 first round pick from Miami. Oh, shit. And OKC received John Wall and Derek Jones Jr. I bet you weren't prepared for that one, were you? Let's take some time. God damn. That's a big-ass trade. I wonder if, like, it becomes reality. Like, what the fuck's going to happen in the NBA, bro? Because Brooklyn already got that shit loaded, bro. They already got that shit loaded. Like, dude, Brooklyn? Who the fuck the Brooklyn got? They got KD? Who else they got? I think they got Kyrie too, right? Do they got Kyrie? Oh, no. He's still undecided, I think. Dude, yeah, but... Durant's still a big win for fucking Brooklyn, man. But Durant is leaving the fucking Warriors legacy, bro. I think he proved to himself that, like, that's it. I want it. Now they're proving to themselves like, oh, I can win it like with somebody else. But here's the thing. You know Steph is going to come out there this season without him and fucking kill shit, bro. They were winning like crazy without Durant. That's the thing people don't fucking realize, bro. Like Steph hasn't been playing like he played that year because Durant is in the team. Like Durant obviously gets like... At least half the shots he would have taken. But Steph was putting crazy fucking numbers the year that Durant was in there, bro. They broke the fucking Bulls record for best fucking series. Yeah, they lost against the Cavs, bro. But that was a fucking miracle win. That's the thing. That was a miracle win. They sometimes happen in sports. It's the best type of win. I'm not dismeriting. I'm not like... I'm not telling them that it's not valid because it is. It's a fucking LeBron ring. It's a valid ass shit, but it was a miracle run. They were down 3-1. Nobody has done that before. Like, 
that's the sort of shit that they make movies out of. You feel me? Like, oh, we're down 3-1 on the fourth. Can we win it? Can we win it? Oh, my God. We're about to go to the fifth now. Nobody has ever done this in history. And that's when the coach enters the fucking room. And it's like, everybody take a seat. Everybody take a seat. What the fuck was that out there, huh? Do you guys want this with your heart? And LeBron goes like, yes, sir. Do you guys want this with your fucking heart? Yes, sir. Then this shit ain't over. We gotta go out there. We gotta fucking show them. That we deserve this. Are you fighting with your heart? And everybody, yes, sir. And then they go out and they fucking do it. And that's a movie. It's not real life. But it happened. And sometimes it does. It's a blob. You know, a blob in the matrix and boom, it happens. But that team did not have fucking Durant. It had the same three motherfuckers that they still got. It got Clay. It had fucking Green. And they had fucking Curry, bro. And they went off. And people are just like ignoring that. And Durant is injured, bro. So this year, he's not going to be playing. So he's getting paid to chill at the crib, bro. Legit. Come to practice. Do a drill here, do a drill there, go to the gym, go to, like, recuperation, bro. But he's not playing. And I wish, you know, I think he wishes he would be playing, bro. Because who the fuck wouldn't? They're probably going crazy without doing what the fuck they like. And they really can't do it, bro. Because, like, they got people looking at them and shit. Like, what if they start playing too early and they get injured and shit? Like, dude, it's fucking nip tight there. Especially with a contract like Durant's. It's fucking insane, I bet. So, yeah, I, th- I think the Warriors are still going to be the Warriors, man. I think that it, it, it shouldn't matter that much, you know? They're used to playing without him. You know, they played with him for what? Three years, that's it. Three years. Without him for, for I think it was like four years or five So, like, they know how to play without him on the court. And it's not going to take time to adjust. Like, all these teams that are being built, they're probably expecting it to win, like, next year. Like, it's going to take them time to adjust and shit. Not them, not them. They're going to adjust right away, man. They are going to adjust right away. Dude, let me log into this fucking ESPN Plus app real quick. I'll be using George's account. He's a fucking real G. He gave it to me this morning to watch our Wimbledon final. A real G, bro. Sure.
This is Stephen A. Smith, by the way. That's true, dog. I'm not sold on fucking on the Houston's coach at all, man. On the Anthony. Fuck that guy, man. Fuck that guy. Okay. Let's check it. Why we should no longer doubt Novak Djokovic's place among tennis goats. Because he's a fucking legend. That's why. Yo, Novak Djokovic is like... I, I've loved him since day one, bro. Since day fucking one. Well, since his first Grand Slam, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not since he started playing. I didn't know who the fuck he was when he started playing. But since his first or... Maybe like... Yeah, definitely first Grand Slam. No, bro. Yeah, I think he got top three because of his first Grand Slam. So, yeah, since his first Grand Slam. Dude, a fucking beast. Like, there's no one that can fucking run the court like him. There's no one that doesn't give a fuck like him, man. Like, he's down. He's still going out with a bang, bro. He doesn't care if you have championship points. That's what people don't understand. Novak's mind, there's no such thing as championship point until you motherfucking win it, bro. He has a champion's mentality. Dude, he has Michael Jordan's mentality when he's in that fucking court. But he's actually nice when he's outside. That's the difference. Nadal got that mentality, bro. Federer got that mentality. Like, that's why the fuck they're top three greatest ever, bro. Top three to ever fucking do it. Because all three of them have that killer instinct. They have that mentality, man. And it's fucking insane the things that the three of them have done. Federer, poof, go, 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 That's how go he is. That's how go he is. Dude. When Federer sneezes, he sneezes like, bang, bang, bachu, bachu. <laughs> That's how Federer sneezes. It's of how much of a goat he is, man. He is legit, just incredible. Fucking incredible. But so is Djokovic, and that's the thing. Look at that. Djokovic, with today's win, locked down a career-defining win that equals the status with, like, twin titans of the era, Federer and Nadal. Djokovic won today his 16th Grand Slam title, bro. 16th with the longest final 
ever in Wimbledon, like the longest. Dude, they're comparing this game to a 2008 Wimbledon final between Federer and Nadal. Dude, I, I watched that entire fucking game. The entire game. Nadal f fucking won the first two, 6-4-6-4. Cake. Cake. Then, Federer won the next two in tiebreaker. 7-6. 7-5 at the tiebreaker and then 7-6 and the tiebreaker 10-8 bro 10 fucking 8 and then Nadal won the last fucking game 9-7 that one was like f almost 5 hours it was like 4 hours and 40 something minutes and then this one today was like 4 hours and 50 something minutes like it was crazy Look if this guy has that mentality of a winner, Federer, bro. Now look what he said about comparing both finals because he was on both. It's, he said, uh, but sure, epic ending, so close, so many moments. Yeah, there's similarities. I'm the loser both times, so that's the only similarity I see. He doesn't care if they were great fucking games. He's saying that what he cares about is that both games that are the best in fucking history, he lost. He lost. And that's all he cares about, that he lost. He doesn't care, bro. He's a fucking winner. All he thinks about is about losing. Like, holy shit, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose. No, I have to win. I have to win. If I, if, I, if I stop fighting now, I will lose. I have to win. Djokovic's stake. It was probably mentally the most demanding match I, ever, I was ever part of. The most physically demanding match against Nadal in the finals of Australia. That one went almost six hours. But mentally, this was a different level because of, like, everything. Dude. Everything. He had to fight against everybody in that stadium, bro. Federer had him, fucking had him with two championship points. The entire crowd was chanting, let's go, Roger, let's go, dun, dun, dun. let's go, Roger, let's go, dun, dun, dun. so loud that the people that were chanting, let's go, Novak, they couldn't be heard, bro. You couldn't hear them, like at all. Federer was dominating in all aspects. And Djokovic just fucking... Like, look at what this guy says. It's hard not to be aware of the crowd. 
you have to think you you have that kind of electric atmosphere, that kind of noise, especially in some decisive moments where we're quite even. You just try to ignore it. I like to transmutate it in a way when the crowd is saying Roger, I hear Novak. It sounds silly, but I convince myself that they're actually saying Novak. Dude, that's crazy. You know, he's also a fucking winner. He's a winner. Dude, he's a fucking winner. That's it. There's nothing. That's it. A winner. Stranger Things 3 has an insanely cool Easter egg. You probably missed. What's that insanely cool Easter egg that I probably missed? I mean, I'm only on episode 3, so I probably did miss it. Or I haven't seen it. When Stranger, when Stranger Things burst onto the scene about three years ago, it immediately became a mainstream hit and quickly became one of the most watched TV series in Netflix history. Impressively, the second and third season of Stranger Things not only maintained the same level of quality as the first, but raised the bar even higher. Holy shit, so they include the third season here too, so it's probably good as fuck. Indeed. There's a growing consensus that the recently released third season could very well be the best of the bunch. And having just finished binging the third season, I'm inclined to agree. Shit. Shit. Dude, I need to fucking watch it. One of the most insightful reviews of the show I've seen is that Stranger Things doesn't just reference 80s movies. It captures how it feels to watch them. That's kind of true, bro. Like, that is really true. Indeed, it's no big surprise that the show is filmed to the brim with subtle and even over-homages to a range of popular films of the 80s. While many fans of the show have been quick to compile a number of Easter eggs relating to 80s movie, I recently stumbled across the mother of all Easter eggs on the Stranger Things subreddit. One of the more integral and entertaining side characters in Season 3 is Murray Bauman, who, if you recall from season two, is a former investigative journal turned private investigator. Part of Bauman's character is that he's very privacy-minded, if not conspiratorial, which is why he was none too thrilled when Wyona Ryder's character revealed his phone number to a third party at one point. Now, here's the cool part. You can actually call the number whereupon you'll be sent directly to a Bauman's voicemail. It's pretty damn cool. It's one of the more engaging Easter eggs we've seen in quite some time. If you want to try it yourself, Bauman's number is 618-625-8313. Check this out. And for all of you that don't know who Bauman is, uh, let me give you a little, uh, a little recap. So, 
Bauman is the fucking the the ball dude. He's also he's also in Daredevil, if I'm not mistaken. He's a uh, he's this bitch's boss, uh, the bitch in Daredevil, the secretary. But then she becomes a journalist, right? And and she and that's his boss. He's like kind of bald in the front and in the back, but kind of has hair in the middle and on the sides. Like it's kind of fucking crazy. So if you call his number, apparently something happens, and we are about to call his number, six eighteen. Six two five eight three Let's see what happens. Hi. You have reached the residence of Murray Bauman. Mom, if this is you, please hang up and call me between the hours of 5 and 6 p.m. as previously discussed, okay? Now, this is Joyce. Joyce, thank you for calling. I've been trying to reach you. I, I have an update. It's about, well, it's uh, it's probably best if we speak in person. It's not good or bad, but it's something. <clears throat> now, if this is anyone but my mother or Joyce, well, <laughs> you, you think you're real clever getting my number, don't you? <laughs> well, here's some breaking news for you. You're not clever. You're not special. You are simply one of the many, many nimwits to call here, and the closest you will ever get to me is this pre-recorded message. So, at the beep, do me a favor. Hang up and never call here again. You are a parasite. Thank you, and good day. Sorry, this mailbox is full and cannot... That's fucking awesome. That is fucking awesome. That just made me like Stranger Things even more, man. That just makes me fucking like it so much more. Like so much more. Okay. So I was waiting for this news to read it and react to it in live. I haven't actually seen it. I just read the fucking the title of the news, which says... Trump's most racist, Trump's most openly racist rhetoric yet is not all surprising. I want to see why. The most shocking thing about Donald Trump's racist tweets is that possibly the most fundamentally un-American outburst of modern presidential rhetoric did not come remotely as a surprise. Let's check the fucking tweets. That's what I wanted to react to. Trump tweets racist attacks as a progressive Democrat congresswoman. Where the fuck are the tweets? Trump's latest tweet racist. Damn, I don't even know how to fucking write racist wrong.
Damn, I can't find the tweets, man. I want to fucking read some racist shit. Let's fucking see those tweets, bro. Here we go. President Donald Trump managed in a single tweet storm to be racist, xenophobic, misogynistic, and ignorant by suggesting that four Democratic Congresswomen go back and help fix the totally broken, broken and cram-infested places from which they came from. Damn. Damn, that motherfucker, he did not just say that, bro. I can't believe he just said that. The president is unhappy with the criticism his administration has received over the horrid detention centers housing migrant men, women, and children. So he decided to take out his frustration on congressional critics by tweeting, so interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswoman, damn, who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept everywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly. <clears throat> And I love that he's saying, interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswoman who originally came from countries whose government are a, couple, a complete and total catastrophe. He said came, so it's plural. So he's speaking about Alexandria Casicortes, who was born in the Bronx in New York, and parents are Puerto Rican. So both of those places, including her parents and probably grandparents are Puerto Rican too, and who knows until when. Uh, all, all of them come from the U.S., sir. They're they're all Americans, sir. Including her parents, sir. Uh, every single one of them is born with an American visa, sir. American passport, sir. That you don't want it that way? Well, boo-hoo. Sad story for you, bro. But it is that way. That's why I don't have to have a green card or anything like that, sir. I can just go to any fucking country, any fucking state I want and be like, hey, can I get a license? And they're like, hey, give me 50 of those green things and we're good. And I'll be like, hey, for sure. Let me just smile and get my fucking new license because that's how it works when you fucking born in Puerto Rico, dog. You're, you're a U.S. citizen. So... She's a U.S. citizen for being born in the Bronx. And her parents are a U.S. citizen for being born in Puerto Rico. And probably her grandparents, too. Then he's talking about Representative Rashida Tlaib. Born in fucking Detroit. Represents Detroit. Motherfucker, the country you're talking about that doesn't even have a government is your country. She was born here. Detroit. Yep. 
Born here. Then he's talking also about Ayanna Presley. Born in Cincinnati. United States, baby. And the last one is uh, Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar. Whatever. How? Lihan Omar. Is that they put like I and L or Ilhan Omar? Okay. She was born in Somalia, bro. But she came here as a, as a child. And she said, I believe as an immigrant, I probably love this country more than anyone that is naturally born. Dude, that's so true. Like, I surround myself now around immigrant Cubans. And let me tell you something, bro. They all rap fucking United States as if they were born next to Uncle Sam, dog. Like, they're all USA. USA, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Si ni te si si no te gusta Estados Unidos seré, vete pa Cuba. And the thing is that they rap United States, but don't even know how to talk English really. Never bothered to learn English, but they all pass their citizen test. You know how it is, hablando inglés, eh, aprende inglés hablando español, papi. Listeners, get the fuck out of here. There's already been like five people, probably more now, that have died from a flesh-eating bacteria, bro, in Miami. Get the fuck. Now this shit happened in Memphis, Tennessee, bro. Mm. But he got in a trip in Florida, bro. Fuck that, bro. You know why? You know why there's flesh-eating bacteria here? All the fucking bodies in the bottom of the ocean, bro. I'm going to say it. Miami, Florida. All the bodies in the bottom of the ocean that have that fucking... Um, you know, they would put them in plastic bags, cut them into pieces, and throw them at the bottom of the ocean, bro. That gave that fucking flesh-eating bacteria, bro. You know why? Because then bacteria down there started, uh, like, started fucking learning how to eat those fucking bags, you know? Fish probably broke into those bags. They probably bit into it, broke it, whatever. So blood was coming out. There was access to inside the bag. Then fungus started to fucking form in there or some shit. Like, it starts to rot. And then what happens? Bacteria starts to fucking eat it, bro. And bacteria starts to grow, like, outside. Like, like a form of bacteria that is not found in the air, bro. It starts to fucking, like, eat everything. Eat it. Everything. All the dead bodies. You know how many people they killed in Miami in the 80s for coke? Crazy amount of people. You know how many people Dexter have put under there alone himself, bro? Crazy amount of people. You don't know how many fucking bodies were thrown into the lakes, rivers, oceans of fucking South Florida, bro. In the 80s, probably every fucking body out there was thrown into those fucking oceans, water, like, just go crazy amounts, 100 at a time, bro. 
Yo, the Colombians down here in fucking Miami were going crazy with that coke money, bro. Crazy. Cocaine cowboys, man. They were killing motherfuckers every day. Every single day. Where are we going to dispose them? The fucking ocean. We're surrounded by it. It's the biggest shit ever. No one's going to find them there. We go in the boat in the middle of the night. We drive like 300 miles. Pata boom, pata bang. Mr. Worldwide, as I step in the room... Y throw el body eso por ahí para abajo. Nada más que buscar. He dicho. Ya hablamos de Yoko. Papá los pollitos. Kylie Jenner. Calls Sofia Richie. Perfection. As she shows off bikini buddy in Turks and Caicos. I fucking hate these fucking news. They're so fucking annoying, man. Shit. Who the fuck is Kylie Jenner? Is Kylie Jenner the youngest one? I think she is. <laughs> Kylie Jenner made a fucking... Damn, this bitch balling, bro. She got a private jet and put Kylie's skin on everything. On the fucking jets. On everything. Yeah, all those fucking rich, young bitches are all happy as fuck all the time. All their problems are fake. They're all fake problems, bro. That bitch is a billionaire. Almost. She's like 23. All her real problems, her dad is trans. So what? Accept life. Such is life, bro. Her husband is busted. Hell yeah, he is. Damn, bro. Everything inside the plane is fucking custom and shit. Like, damn, bro. Kind of lit, not gonna lie. And that's Sophia Richie. She's uh, Lana's Richie's daughter. Shit. Lana Richie has a daughter? Hello. I don't even know that song. I know he sings a song called Hello. I just don't know how it goes. Because I just say hello and I instantly think, It's me after all this time. I'm still... 
Dude, so yeah. It's been a crazy, crazy week with school being at the top high. Like, insanely crazy this week. They didn't even give me time to, like, adapt to being seven months without classes and suddenly being bombarded with classes again, bro. Not at all. Just right off the bat. Like, one after the other, man. One after the fucking other. It's been fun, though. Fun, fun, fun. Man, guys. I know I said it was only going to be like 30 minutes. I lied. I get to talking and then I keep talking and then I can't stop talking and then I continue talking and then it just continues, continues. It's a cycle, man. It's a cycle. So... See you guys on the flip-flop. Take care. Struggles of a procrastinator. Episode 4, baby. What should we call this episode? Let's call it electrifying lamp. Boof. Electrifying lamp, baby. This episode 4, electrifying lamp.